Right, the actives and inactives, the fantasy embedding analysis coming up in 20 minutes. Best bets an hour and 20 minutes from now. Thy Royal Prop King coming up in about 40 minutes. But right now, we got to get you up to speed on all the line movement coming up today on this Week 12 NFL Sunday with this post-Thanksgiving edition, Kenny Henderson, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. It's different after a couple good old trip to Ben sweeps. Ken, let's begin our uh, Week 12 line movement sojourn in the city of brotherly love in a game coming up this afternoon with the Eagles and the Bills, the best game coming up today, Week 12 NFL Sunday. Where do we stand right now? Jalen Hurts and the Eagles hosting Josh Allen in Buffalo. Yeah, we were talking about Hurts uh, last segment as the current favorite to win most valuable player, which is, uh, I think, just a really interesting conversation. Obviously, his candidacy uh, hinges on the fact that he basically never loses a game. And that's why I think the betting market for this game is incredibly interesting. I think the line movement for the game is incredibly interesting. The Eagles opened about a three-point favorite in this game, uh, between three and three and a half. And I, I thought that was the conversation we were going to have even today. We haven't done the show since Wednesday. Just... All right, like three, three and a half, something in that range. Like, what do you think? And that's not the way it's gone at all. Uh, to prove that I don't, I don't have to be right about which way lines are going to move. Sometimes they do really interesting things. The Eagles are still three-point favorites, but the Bills have taken a lot of money. And I, I think there is a reasonable chance. I don't think it's going to happen like more than 50% of the time. But I think there's some chance that this actually comes off three and the Eagles are two and a half point favorites when this game kicks off. Just the way the market has been shaped like the last 24 hours. So interest in Buffalo. Uh, at the key number of three also and this i don't think this should be surprising interest in the over in this game which has moved about a point and a half from open and moved about a half point today uh 49 basically across the board everywhere this is one of the highest totals uh, of any game taking place this week actually i think it passed it passed jacksonville houston uh as the game i think that has the highest projected total of any game this week baltimore uh baltimore la sunday night also has a very high total so interest in the bills and i i think you know, if you're sitting there being like, oh, I don't know what to bet on this game. It's such an interesting game. Uh, you know, I think Nick and I feel the same way that the Eagles are going to score. I think the people who like Buffalo, my guess would be the idea that like they can go score for score with the Eagles. I don't I don't think you make a bet on Buffalo thinking the defense is going to turn it around like a defense that I think is going to have a ton of trouble stopping any elite offense this season just because they have so many injuries. But can Josh Allen and this kind of quote unquote new offense remember fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey off the Broncos game one data point? It was against the Jets and Zach Wilson, and it went great. How much of that was the Jets, and how much of that that is that the Bills are kind of about to go on a mini run here? Again, I'd say Nick and I don't like the Bills, I think, very much, like in general. It's worth noting this was one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl at the start of the year. It's at least possible they go on a mini run, and uh, and so this would be a very, very impactful result, getting a win at the best team in the league right now. Interest in the Bills, still three, and a lot of interest in the over. That's not surprising based on who we had on this week. Uh, total sitting 49. Where do you think this point spread might close? But I, I can't even do the voice because I like it. Just nothing would come out. I'll do, I'll do it. Like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Two and a half. Two, like, that's what it would sound like. That's what it would sound like. Right. Two and a half. If I could it, make that voice, it. talk about what I would be thankful for, being able to hit that octave. That's what I would be thankful for right now. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I love that Jalen Hurts never loses any regular season games. Now he's just getting bet against big time here on an NFL Sunday. What's next? You're going to tell me CM Punk comes back to WWE? 
Moving on to the Chiefs and the Raiders coming up yeah, today, Ken. In Las cut. Vegas, where... Yeah, yeah it's a deep... Was it? I think it's just Buck on a transcends pop culture a little bit. I think everyone knows that he came okay. back pretty wild last night. Uh, where the big injury news here, Ken, in the Raiders-Chiefs game, uh, Max Crosby, apparently, despite being like a sick on his deathbed and suffering from multiple injuries and listed as doubtful on the injury report, is now apparently going to play. It's just like, apparently he's sick all week. That's not listed on the injury report. He's doubtful, but he's going to play. Uh, the NFL's going to have an issue with this. I'm not even saying, like, I really care. I mean, I do because we bet on the games. But, like, this is going to become, like, a really cumbersome topic now moving forward because teams are clearly taking advantage of the injury report. People are going to keep getting really mad about it. I've gotten mad about it this season. Just, like, something's going to have to give here at this point. One, something's got to give. It's, it's pretty insane. <laughs> Ken, what's happening right now with the Raiders and the Chiefs? Kansas City can't score points in the second halves of games coming off the loss to the Eagles. Now laying a big number on the road. Are the Raiders getting bet here? What's happening? with KC in Vegas. So Kansas City opened as a nine and a half point road favorite in this game, which I don't think is surprising to anybody that's, you know, sort of followed both teams or how Mahomes is typically lined in division games. Uh, you know, obviously had that streak snapped against the Broncos uh, a few weeks ago, but still like they're going to be more than a touchdown in the game, almost no matter what. There's basically just been this like kind of push and pull from like nine, nine and a half and 10 as information has come in about this like kind of ridiculous Max Crosby situation. Uh, he is a player that would cause like slight adjustments, I think, in a point spread market. Probably, if not the second most important player in the game. Well, I guess like who even backs up Aiden O'Connell now? Who was the Raiders' backup quarterback? Garoppolo. Garoppolo still, right? Yeah. Okay. So I I didn't want to say that and then be like, wait, is he actually the backup quarterback? So like honestly, with Jimmy G as the backup, Mahomes is by far the most impactful point spread player in the game. Then it's like Kelsey and Max Crosby. Like those would probably be your two next picks in terms of like, oh man, that guy's playing, that guy's not playing. You could actually have a significant Chris Jones. Chris Jones would be another one. So kind of Devontae. like a push and pull around the key number of 10. Sure. And uh, and so currently the market sits Chiefs, you know, uh, as a nine point favorite, basically everywhere. We're always in the same range though. This kind of like between seven and a half and nine and a half, occasionally hitting 10. But I, I think if Crosby's going to play, I don't think you're going to see 10 in the game. I think that was kind of the expectation a couple of days ago. Oh, he's doubtful. Maybe this needs to be a full 10. All right, that is the Chiefs and the Raiders in the AFC West. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here. Countdown to kickoff Week 12 NFL Sunday. We'll get to the Prop King, the underdog money line parlay. Best bets, actives and inactives, but still have a bunch of games to hit here in It Moved. And Ken will go from the AFC West to the AFC North, where for the second consecutive week, the Steelers on the road at a division opponent from Ohio who will be playing a backup quarterback with the starter out for the year. This week, it is uh, Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow done for the year. And the big news in Pittsburgh this week, they hashtagged Blamed Canada. And they were right to do so because the offense was dreadful. Mike Sullivan will call the plays now for the Steelers. And more clarity on that situation coming out overnight where apparently Deontay Johnson, you know, Pittsburgh star receiver, getting into it with the coaching staff. Minka Fitzpatrick steps in. He's been inactive for a couple games, but one of the leaders of that defense, TJ Watt and Cam Hayward have to break it up. By the way, if you're ever in a, in, a, in a fracas or a brouhaha and you need someone to break it up, TJ Watt and Cam Hayward would probably be two guys way at the top of the yeah. list of people you'd like first to round break up a fight. Yeah, <laughs> and, two, and two probably future first ballot Hall of Fame players as well in Watt and Hayward. So the offense had reached like an untenable point, obviously destroying the entire team. Canada's gone. Ian Rappaport, Ken of NFL Media, like reporting literally moments ago right. that the yeah, expectation is... 
Yes, yeah. right. Is that and look, this is it's, it's common sense dictates this, but but look, uh, but that's what they're going to try and do. Obviously, George Pickens is going to get more targets, which makes sense. He's basically been wanting running wind sprints, which is okay if like you're Marquez Valdez Scantling and you're fast with no talent and can't catch. George Pickens is way more than that for the Steelers, and now they're really going to make Jalen Warren into the one A, and Najee Harris will be more of like way the one B, which should have happened last year. Obviously, we've been talking about this for over a season here on You Better You Bet. So Steelers at Bengals, Ken, what do we have here in the AFC North? Well, just really interesting because like that, yes, like I, I expect them to do those things today. I'm sure they'll they'll make those adjustments and those players will get like a higher usage uh, of the, the team's offensive snaps. And you, you have a lot of line movement toward Pittsburgh in this game. And it's kind of like, this is a funny game. Like I, I need the Steelers to win this game. I have them to make the playoffs um, I, I said it last week, like I made my bed with this team and I have to, I have to sleep in it where I laid a price on them to make it because when Burrow was out for the season, I thought that market was wrong and wrong. And it doesn't have to be like the Steelers. It doesn't have to play out that way. The Steelers could just lose these games. They've gotten bet out to a full two and a half point road favorite. So this was like pick Steelers one, something very, very small. The early part of the week, we've kind of gradually gone back out to Steelers two and a half. I don't think it'll ever get to three. The total in the game is very low, 36 and a half. I think there would be a lot of interest in Cincinnati as a three-point dog. And I, I said this earlier today, like, I don't think Jake Browning's good. Like, that's my guess, is that he's bad because he was a backup quarterback for a team that seemed to, like, pay no attention to who their backup quarterback was. But, like, okay, like, he comes in cold against the Ravens. That's not going to go great. There's a chance today goes better. Like, there's a chance this is actually, like, an okay... Per like, it doesn't have to be brutal. It doesn't have to be... Like, our new threshold for brutal probably needs to be Tim Boyle. It doesn't have to be Tim Boyle. It can be, like, at least marginally better than that. So I just... I think it's interesting that kind of based on, like, expectation... Like, oh, like, the Steelers' offense is probably going to turn it around. We go out to the Steelers as, like, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. There is a lot of uncertainty in this game, I think. Like, I put it this way, I wouldn't bet the Steelers minus two-and-a-half. I would probably either not bet the game or take the points at this point if it's going to be two-and-a-half with a low total. But I need the Steelers to win. Like, I, I hope they turn it around. I hope you're right about the things that you're saying. Uh, I I think I I, th I might just bet Steelers money line. I don't trust them laying the two and a half to win the game by three. Maybe they win by one. Maybe they win by two. I do like like the narrative a little bit for Pittsburgh today, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll find out in a couple hours how that will go with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Ken, let's hit a couple of the other games on the board today. And you know we broke the news. We didn't break it, but we broke it on our show at least. We said it on the air um, that Mac Mac Jones is going to start today for New England, which just raises the question: How, how bad is Bailey Zappi? If, like, this is what's <laughs> happening, like, going back. I'm serious. And how bad is Will Greer? Like, how bad Will is Greer Tim Boyle? Right? Like, Will, I, it took that long. I just, I don't, under, I, I don't understand any of this. Like, Will Greer gets cut yesterday. Like, Belichick's GMing this team, maybe not coaching it. Like, like a stoned college kid playing Madden. Like, it's out, it, I think it's ridiculous. So, Mac Jones is going to stay. Been benched, like, 15 times this season. Here's Mac Jones starting for the Patriots today. Now, it is a pretty uh, advantageous opponent or a spot. To do this yeah. uh, on the road, and it's a Tom Adovino and the New York Football Giants. Uh, this will not people will not confuse this game, Ken, with Super Bowls forty two or forty six. What's happening here? Mac Jones and the Patriots coming off their bye on the road at Tommy DeVito and the Giants. I know it's so funny. Like here's Mac Jones versus Tommy DeVito, and like your first thought should be, wow, both these teams could really use an answer at quarterback. Be like, well, then you know what they should do: lose this game, please. Like, for both franchises, honestly, the, especially if you look at the Patriots' schedule. So, Patriots are out to a four-and-a-half point. <laughs> Just, the Patriots 
are out to a four and a half point road favorite in this game. The total has actually been bet up this morning, which is pretty interesting. Open 35, it's 35 and a half with some 36s on the board. So there is an expectation of at least a little bit more scoring with Mac Jones as the starting quarterback and Bailey Zappi, quote, in the mix, whatever. Uh, so Patriots four and a half on the road, which I will admit looks a little insane. The Patriots have won two games this season. To be fair, one was by four. And one was by five. So maybe we just take those two and average them and it's four and a half. Maybe that's kind of what we're supposed to do here. Obviously not. Um, but the, I think just the most interesting thing for me is like Patriots have a game in hand against the Giants for draft position. They've won two games. The Giants have won three. Carolina is really bad. And Carolina may lose the most. They may have the worst record. And that would prevent the Patriots and the Giants from getting the first overall pick. But... Like, if you're the Patriots and you look at their schedule, like, they can lose out after this. It's very reasonable. Uh, and playing Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in the final week of the season. It's just really interesting that two teams that find themselves in this situation, one would be favored by four and a half against the other, when I feel like anything could happen in this game and it would not surprise me. Uh, well, as, as a Giants fan, I, I second that notion big time. Um, why don't we do... That includes we'll, bad we'll things, into, too, by the way. That doesn't have to be good I mean, things. That could be all the bad how about, things. How about, like, it includes only bad things? Like, the no good yeah. things. Like, no good right. things. Were well, losing for one team would be a good thing, I think. you can make uh, Losing for, for me as a Giants fan would be great. Just cover the spread. Um, we will get to the Rams and Cardinals. We'll do the Colts and the Bucks. We'll hit every single game on the board. But, Ken, let's hit one more big game here in this segment. Actives and inactives to start next segment. And that'll be the Ravens and the Chargers on Sunday Night Football, where Chargers, like, obviously in, like, a bad run of form right now. And, like, Brandon Staley's probably dead coach walking. Still alive in, in the playoff race in the AFC, like have to win this game. And good news for them, um, obviously we won't know for sure until 90 minutes before kickoff, but we think they'll get Jalen Guyton and Gerald Everett back. These are not like, it's not like Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski, but for a team that's lost so many skill position players, like they need these two guys. And the Ravens get some good injury news also, it looks like. Ken. Now Mark Andrews obviously done for the season, maybe would come back for the Super Bowl, but it looks like Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers will both play tonight for Lamar Jackson in this passing game for Baltimore. What do we have with the Ravens and the Chargers in LA on Sunday Night Football? Yeah, kind of interesting, right? Like the, the Ravens have almost like done nothing wrong the entire season, rated very highly, defense a top five unit in the league. And the Chargers have almost done nothing right <laughs> the, the entire season, find a way to lose every single close game. But the one thing about the Chargers, and this has been true for years, they are typically rated like a very good team, whether you agree with that or not, whether you think that like this whole thing is like, you know, overrated, Justin Herbert and Staley and like this thing's every year they fail to make the playoffs. Basically last year, they make it and suffer a, a horrific comeback loss against Jacksonville. They're usually rated really strongly. So I don't think this surprises me that much. Uh, they took some money in this game and now we're sitting on the key number of three. So the Ravens basically everywhere, like the Ravens, a team that might get the one seat now in the AFC is just a three point quote unquote road favorite. Again, remember, Chargers don't really play true home games. Opposing fan base generally has more fans there. So I don't really give them a lot of home field advantage. Ravens, three on the road. The total has been bet up a lot in this game also. Probably with the idea, Nick, that you mentioned that both offenses will have a number of key players available. Obviously, Mark Andrews, no, but everybody else, yes. It seems like the total open 46.5, currently bet up to 48.5. So interest in the Chargers, key number of three. Interest in the over uh, in this game as well. I feel like our friends at BetMGM should offer a bet called Chargering, which would be the Chargers Ooh. to lose by one, two, or three points. It's a bet yeah. I would be very, very interested. Like the more excruciating, be... the higher the payout. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> sounds great. Say, well, I think they'd go bankrupt if that were the case. Probably a good thing that they don't do that. On the other side, the rest of the line movement for Week 12 NFL Sunday and the fantasy and betting impact of all the actives and inactives.